Welcome back to Golf Nerds, probably the best golf podcast you're listening to right now. Um, this podcast isn't really brought to you by anyone other than myself, Guy Cross, but let me tell you one thing. If you are not playing Orca Golf Clubs, you're not playing the best golf you could be. Because custom fit is a bit of a lie sold to you by big box golf shops or pro shops looking to save themselves from bankruptcy. Custom build where it's at. It takes a little longer. You can't shortcut a custom build. It's quality gear. Orca Golf provide that, and anyone who sells Orca Golf Clubs provide the best gear you'll ever find. Um, I'm really proud to tell you that because Orca Golf do not pay me to say that. I just love their gear. Um, and I continue to support them because they're amazing. Also, I would not be podcasting right now were it not for Robin Matthew Williams, Golf's Dark Knight, the tiny dynamo of engineering a rebellion, sorry, powering a rebellion against the golf industry. Check him out on YouTube. He's not as bad as this. Um, this week, big stuff's happened in golf. Hank Haney's dropped a bomb. Um, Patrick Cantlay finally won a tournament. I guess he took, found a tournament where he had enough time to finish a round. And um, some other stuff's happened, but we'll get to that. But before we get to anything about the world of golf, How's your game? How are you playing? I, um, I'm struggling with a conflict, and I'm not alone in this conflict. Let me just um, explain something to you. I, um, I don't hit the ball very far for a pro golfer. Um, I know, even if I miss hit a driver, it's probably going to fly about 235. If I rip it, it's probably flying about 260. And that's 100% that's of all I've got right now. Maybe that'll change in the future with some new gear. Maybe it won't. But, um, you know, I know that's not very far. But here's my conflict. Yesterday I was on the range and I had my 50 degree wedge with me. And um, in normal conditions, if I step on that, I can get it to fly about somewhere between 110 and 115, depending on how I feel and the conditions. Um, and I was, I warmed up hitting some sort of really nice 60-yard pitches, and then, you know, when it moved into full swings and the ball was flying, um, you know, my normal 110 yards. And both of those shots were going with pretty good accuracy. For the full swings, I would say... Um, over 9 out of 10 would have hit a green and over 10% would have been in within realistic one putt range that being inside 20 feet so that's great but then I, I was giving a lesson and I was talking to my student about form and I don't want to get too geeky but um, he lost form in his downswing um, 
essentially who's just been a bit lazy. It's like he'd worked so hard on having a great backswing and then it, you know, just sort of dropped the club into um, into the back of the golf ball, which is not a bad theory, Robin, but sometimes you need a little more. You need a little more. And, and this guy just hadn't got that little more. So I was talking about sort of just ideas on how to keep good form through the ball, which is actually quite techy for my lesson, but I, I genuinely thought that's the best way to help the student enjoy their golf more. And in doing that, I gave some demonstrations. They were hitting golf balls. I demonstrated three shots showing him what I wanted to show him. And um, I hit these pitches really comfortably, let's say 80 yards. I didn't laser it, so I'm just going to guess it was 80 yards. And they just went stone dead to this flag. Um, that being inside six foot. And so I said, okay, I just want you to work on that for five or ten minutes. That feeling we've discussed, I just want you to drill that. And um, to help you, I'm just going to sit behind you on the range and I'm going to do the exact same thing. And I'm just going to keep firing balls at that target. And if you feel you've lost it, just turn around, look at me, and I'll be doing that move. We don't need to chat, just ten minutes, we're going to do that. Now... I enjoyed that 10 minutes so much. I just kept drilling these golf balls at the stick. So then after my class was over, I started doing the same with the six iron, the same power, the same swing. And it was going with a similar level of consistency. Now, of course, with the six iron, it's not all going within six feet. Um, but it was certainly all hitting a green. And I had some control over the shape of the shot. Um, was really practicing in a sort of flow state of just being able to do what I wanted with the ball. But I'd, I'd knocked 20% off my yards. But I was thinking to myself, as, as I'm sure you would have been, because you're all quality golfers who listen to golf nerds, I should just do this on the course. I can take hit and six iron in from this range if I know it's going on the green or going to be on the fringe. You know, a bad shot's going to leave me a sensibly easy chip as long as I choose the right shot. Um, and I haven't been out on the golf course yet. I was thinking of going out today, but um, yeah, I'm not going to make it out today just because, well, you may have heard a rumble of thunder behind me. It's 1 p.m. here in Panama and the thunder's rolling in. So by the time I see what that's going to do, it's, it's going to be 2 p.m., I've got commitments at four, so yeah, if it's, I, might, I might leave the house an hour early to do my chores at four, but um, yeah, I'm not going to get time to get any, any holes of golf in, so I might just get another half an hour, three quarters of an hour on the range, which is great, a huge privilege to be able to do that as part of your day, but not the golf I want to go and play. I was hoping to squeeze in at least nine holes. Maybe tomorrow. Um, in the words of Lassie. Um, yeah, so that's where my game is. Uh, and if you've got any questions about your own game, please fire them over. Um, I give classes online to a couple of students. I mean, more than a couple, if I'm honest. Um, but if you've got a quick-fire question about your game, we could maybe make it part of the podcast. Or... Um, I might just send you a sneaky direct message. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, 
I'm at Impact Golf Net. Um, I'm not hard to find. Just do some Google. Now, in the world of golf this week, what's been happening? Hank Haney. Um, now, I'm a Hank Haney pro, for whatever that means. Um, what it means is I wanted to learn from Hank Haney as a coach, so I, um, so I have done. So I therefore get to call myself a Hank Haney pro. Um, I don't use that term very often, if I'm honest. But yeah, Hank Haney has dropped a boob by saying things about South Korean golfers on the LPGA Tour that were that could easily appear negative. I don't want to say they were negative, because actually, if you just look at the words written down, it's hard to describe them as negative. But people have been gotten offended, and I understand why. Um, because he spoke about some people, it doesn't matter if they're golfers, good or bad, some people, in broad, sweeping, generic terms, that, and those terms were not necessarily positive. And I described this to a student on the putting green yesterday. He said, you know, what do you think about Hank? And I said, you know, if Hank was standing right here, chatting to the two of us, and he said what he said, we'd have probably all laughed. Um, even if we thought what he said was inappropriate, there was some humor in what he said. But you should not broadcast that. Because as a broadcaster, you have an added responsibility. Not to be politically correct, not to be anything political at all, just not to be a dick. And... Um, the comments he made, whether they were racist or not, whether they were anything political or not, made him out to be a bit of a dick. And his employer has fired him, I think. And they may quote any reason they like, but let me tell you, if you had an employee who did something that made himself look like a dick in the name of your company, and you could fire him, would you? If he'd not been repentant of that dick move, would you then fire him? Because that's how I read the situation. I tried to remove the politics and the race issues um, and see, see it from a different light. Because the race issues were tough. He talked to said something about, you know, uh, if a South Korean golfer wins, da 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 they'll be called this, they'll be called that. They, in themselves, I think, were actually borderline comments. But don't make those comments in the name of your employer unless you're very secure in your job. And let's be certain, Mr. Haney now obviously was not that secure in his job. Um, in his job as a broadcaster. Will he lose some golf, coach, golf coaching clients? I don't know, but I doubt he'll be getting any new South Korean lead golfers in a hurry. Um, that's where I'm at with Hank. He's, um, he's made a broadcasting error more than anything else. Um, I've said some shocking stuff on here before, mainly because no one can fire me. Mainly because I wanted to say something shocking to get people to listen. Um, mainly because I think Augusta National is a shithole. No, I don't. I think the members are shit. Um, and do you know what? I got some pushback from that. I had a lawyer message me. I had some golfers message me. I had someone from Augusta message me. 
Um, I told all of them my opinion on the matter as candidly in private as I did in public. Um, and they've all um, accepted that. You know, some of the people who messaged me were listeners to the podcast because sometimes I get more than one. Um, but I'd never bank on that. And um, I, w- I don't want to disrespect those listeners. I respect them much more than the person from Augusta who messaged me. Um, certainly, some of the listeners who messaged me has my best interests at heart, and I thank you for that. But I'm um, this is not my first disco, and I know what I'm doing. Um, people with negative comments that message me, um, I hope I facilitated them to have another way of going to the bathroom. And then um, the person from Augusta, and I do hope you're still listening, but let's be honest, we know you're not. Um, yeah, I um, challenged them to send me a cease and desist if they thought um, it was worth the legal fees, and um, still we wait. So, yeah. Um, just, just so you know as well, that was none of the reasons I took a break from podcasting. Uh, I took a break from podcasting because I took a vacation, and then when I got back, I didn't have anything to say. Um, and you should never broadcast something like this, a, a think piece, an editorial, if you can't truly speak from the heart. Because otherwise you just, um, you know, you just lose it. You lose the edge. I don't need to put something out every week or every day or every month. So if I don't, I don't. Um, you guys can ask for your money back if you like. Um, that's my attitude. This is my podcast. I am the dictator of the podcast. As someone once called me, I'm a dictator without the taters. But that's life. Now, Patrick Cantlay won a game. Good on him. Gosh, that guy plays slow, doesn't he? Um, I find his game incredibly boring. I saw a comment on the Twitter that said something like, it's surprising that, you know, this is Patrick Cantlay's first ever tour win. It's surprising that he's got around 72 holes and managed to finish on a Sunday night more than anything. Flipping heck, that guy's got a pre-shot routine. Um, I don't want to waste any more time on him because he wastes enough time, but good grief. Good grief. US Open at Pebble coming up. That's much more interesting. I mean, what an iconic golf course. If I can get excited about a US Open, this is the one. I want to see Tiger go head-to-head with Brooks and someone like Justin Thomas in a playoff. Um, Don't you wish it was the good old 18-hole playoff, but it's not. In a playoff, and I want them to go back. I just want them firing birdie after birdie until one of them, like, physically kills each other. I want it. This is what I want for my pedalboard beach. I want someone to win a playoff by getting a hole-in-one. Um, I, I just I want these guys to bring it. It's lining up really well. Jordan Spieth's got some game back, hasn't he? Um, it'd be really, really cool to see Spieth, Tiger, Kepka, um, all on form. Um, it's never interesting to watch Dustin Johnson play golf. Um, so I, I'm just going to ignore him. Rory, if he could just hold his game together for 72 holes, wouldn't you love to see Rory in the mix there as well? Just firepower. And um, Spieth's putting, 
going up against Tiger's putting, you'd be talking 40-foot bombs dropping everywhere. It'd be just so darned exciting. Um, you know, Phil the Thrill might even do something. Um, good old lefty. Um, I wouldn't be upset to see him take another major. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be jumping on a podcast to tell you how excited I am. But in the same way, I, um, it would be cool to see him do it, as long as he does it in a cool way. Um, I'd probably try and avoid Twitter, because oh, it would be nauseous, wouldn't it? All these Phil, full stop, being, full stop, Phil, full stop, tweets. But you know, but you know, it would be cool to see him win, especially if he wins in a cool way. What I don't want to see at um, Augusta is Dustin Johnson win, because he bores me. Um, I'd rather see Zach Johnson win, just because um, Twitter would go nuts with hate. Uh, Patrick Reed as well, nuts. Oh, wouldn't it be amazing if Ian Poulter won? Um, and he beat someone really, really popular, you know, like, um, like who's popular? Like, what is this golf thing anyway? No, if he beats someone like, um, I've forgotten, Keegan Bradley. Like, you know, a real good old boy. Someone people like if he really trashed someone on the last, in a playoff or something. Oh, if Poulter beat Tiger in a playoff, that would be, oh, content heaven. But yeah, I think um, I'm going to wrap this podcast. Well, I'm still getting back into it with things to say. I hope you all enjoy watching the US Open, uh, presented by um, the 45th President of the United States, Donald Trump, um, and the USGA. Let's be honest, let me leave you with a question. Who makes America look more stupid? Donald Trump or the USGA? Answers on a postcard to Guy Cross at zero fucks given. Um, the world. Um, the USGA, let's see how much they can balls up one of the, what should be one of the best tournaments in the whole world. Um, really, they do, they do manage to just make themselves look stupid year after year. So let's hope they don't do it this year because I want to watch some good golf. Right, Chicos and Chicas, I hope you are having a great golfing experience. Go crazy low next time you play. If you've got any questions about your golf game or about anything, um, you know, politics, religion, uh, animal care, um, how to get rid of mosquitoes, please drop me a line. I'm an expert in each one of these. But until the next time I talk to you, have a great one and goodbye.